Welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Out of Control, Cody Thomas. And today is the one-year anniversary for Access Code Podcast, and we're going to keep a wrestling theme. And I have a guest with me. He is Jason Solomon of the Solomon Monster Sounds Off Podcast, so stay tuned. Code Podcast, the one-year anniversary. Wow. <clears throat> I've made it to a whole year of doing this show. I remember when I first started doing this and just the idea, like the episode one when I when I came out with it, y'all, for real, I recorded the episode three different times. And the reason why is because the first two were just trash. I sent it to my family. They were like, nah, I wouldn't even want to. Hey, you need that constructive criticism Especially from the people that you love, because that that if, if the person that you love, like you know, family members or you know your spouse or whoever, tells you, yeah, I wouldn't want to listen to this, you gotta have to get back into the studio and do it again. I don't even have a studio; I'm in my apartment still. But still, at the same time, I'm happy that my family was able to back me up and to let me know, hey, now you can put out your stuff because this one was good. I can tell you right now, if you are a new listener, specifically on this episode, I'm going to tell you, if you think about listening, don't start at episode one. Why? Because I've gotten better. I'm just going to give you the heads up right now. But at the same time, I'm just happy that I was able to to do this podcast um, for you guys as well as myself. Following your dreams is something that everyone should be able to do and just keep going because you may get knocked down, but hey, you get back up. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So let's just kind of recap this really quick. If you are someone that has listened to the show, you know that one, I'm a big music lover, specifically hip hop and R&B. And I talk about it a lot. I review some albums that I really enjoyed. And, you know, hopefully you guys can do that because I'm also trying to find different levels of getting to somewhere where I can be able to bring more guests in for interviews or just to, you know, play some music of some artists that maybe I never heard of. And hopefully one day can really get everything going. Then also, I'm a sports fan. You guys should know this. I've talked about the Miami Hurricanes multiple times, especially from last year because they disappointed me. But I think this year will be a good year. I know everyone says that about their sports teams, but let me have my moment. We ain't got to fall yet. And I share personal stories. Why? Because there's some stories that are just so interesting that I think everyone will listen to it. But there is a key element to all of that, especially for this episode. I am a huge 
pro wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan since 1998. I am 32 years old now. So I don't know if I, how long this is going to go, but hey, let's just ride it until the saddle crack. How about that? But if I'm going to do a one-year anniversary show, I didn't want to just do just get back into the motion of just kind of giving a regular episode. Not to say that every episode to me isn't special. A lot of them I like more than others. I'm just being honest. But I just was like, you know, I I gotta I gotta amp it up a little bit. So I decided to reach out to someone who one kind of got me in the mood to really like get serious and actually do this podcast. Somebody I've been listening to for nine years, every Sunday. And he discussed wrestling. And I always respected him because he he gets on and he gives us a two-hour, three-hour podcast every Sunday. You know, and I listen to it on, you know, Sundays and to the point where I'm starting to work more. And then, you know, I'll catch the rest at work, you know, whatever. And just the reviews and the ideas. I think a lot of me have probably got that element from him. I said this as in like, Paying homage because let's think about this. Let's use pro wrestling for example. A lot of the wrestlers that we we love, you know, eventually they got some finishers or some signature moves that they got from their favorite wrestlers, and then incorporate some of their new stuff along the way. That's kind of how I am about this. I don't have a wrestling podcast, and, uh, and even when I'm done with this episode, I'll get back into like the regular motion. But I, you know, wanted to bring someone special that knows it in and out, and that is Jason Solomon. The Solomonster. And every Sunday we listen to the Solomonster Sounds Off podcast. And y'all, that is my favorite one. And I can I can say it's my favorite one for this reasoning. I don't think there's any other podcast I've listened to for nine years and going. And to also know that it's a big community, especially for wrestling. I mean, shout out to my po- my PayPal bros. You know who you are. And uh, I'll get actually I'll even answer a little question from one of the PayPal bros later on in the show. But, y'all, this one is somebody that I had to have on, and this episode had to be special, because for me doing something for one year, I had to go for someone that's been doing it for 15. Well, it'll be 15 for him this year. So, you guys, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview, and um, hopefully you enjoy the rest of the show. Um, But before I do that, before I do that, because I, as I mentioned, I've been a wrestling fan since 1998. I have to make a quick call to some younger fans really quick. Just because, I mean, it's like a torch. You know, you got to pass it along to the new ones. And you got to know that they are watching wrestling now. And to a lot of us, to them, it's the attitude era. It's the ruthless aggression era. Or the golden era, whatever. Let me reach out really quick to some young fans. Hold on. Everyone, I have my nephew Jordan with me right now. Jordan, what's going on? What's going on, Uncle Cody? <laughs> Nothing much. So, you know what's coming up in a couple of weeks? Mania. You ready for that? Heck yeah. <laughs> I have a notebook that I write down all the pay-per-view results in it. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it since, um, since um, January 1st. When I went to the day one pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did go to day one. And uh, and that was your first wrestling show, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so with you writing everything down, that means that you also got your predictions. 
What's your prediction? Yeah. What's your prediction for the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Is that even a question? Because you know I'm going with Roman Reigns. I know, but you know sometimes you got to be optimistic. Like I'll give you an example. Adam Cole is my favorite wrestler, as you know, and okay. <laughs> Adam Cole is my favorite wrestler. He went against Hangman, but I picked Hangman to win at Revolution because by booking and it will make a little sense for him to have a little lengthy title run. That's what I did. So I was just thinking you was gonna be like that, but I understand. You know, you're a little young. But, but here's the thing: Adam Cole ended up winning, so that means you doubted him for just one pay-per-view. You can't do that with your favorite wrestler. Oh, well, yeah, but eventually our favorites do have to lose, so I'm just saying. Don't worry, he's not losing anytime soon. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that for you to go ahead and answer that and everything like that. Um, but I know that you probably going to be wanting to get to some more shows, everything like that. Don't worry. I'm going to take you to one of them. I'm I'm, I'm pretty pretty confident that I am. Me and Jackson yeah. Because I'm in this room right now. You said what? I'm in this room. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to hit you up really quick just because I know you was a big wrestling fan and I'm doing just a you know a wrestling edition of the show, but I wanted to get you on it in some type of capacity. I can't wait to watch it. All right. Yeah, you said what? Jordan's going to the State Farm Arena to watch the Hawks. I might have to go to my house to watch it on TV. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I wanted to, you know, to check with you guys really quick, and I know that, uh, you know, you guys got to get back to what you're doing and everything. But I will, you know, check with you guys this weekend. But at the same time, I love you guys. Love you, too. Also, guys, before I leave, um, remember to watch WrestleMania on Peacock on Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. What, what time zone? <laughs> I don't know. Eastern, Western? Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. I'll see you, okay? Yeah, you can you can do that part. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes. Um, I had to get my nephew in it because I know that if I, with me doing a wrestling edition of the podcast, if I didn't get him on, they would have definitely... Has said something and I didn't. I, I I didn't want that, but yeah. Okay, but real quick, y'all. Um, before I kind of get into what I need to get into, of course, the the topic at hand, I should say. Um, me listening to Solomonster uh sounds off for nine years definitely is great memories, and it's some episodes that I just I have uh on favorite on. Now I I will say because I know if you guys probably heard my name a few times, you know, out of control, Cody Thomas and everything. One thing I would say for a favorite memory that I have is November 6, 2016. I had to look it up because that was the episode where I kind of got an extra shout out. And that was the beginning of me meeting my PayPal bros on Twitter and everything like that. So I'm actually going to play that clip right now. Roman Reigns would be feuding with Kevin Owens after the Survivor Series on the arena's Facebook page. And by the way... These arena names are out of control. Like like Cody Thomas, one of our uh, PayPal donators you heard there at the beginning. Out of control. Yeah, that was pretty dope. But what's even more dope is that I got Solomonster on this week's episode. So let's go in. 
Access Code family. We're back again, but I have a very, very, very special guest with me. Uh, somebody I've been listening to for, I don't even know, I'm about nine years now going, you know. Too long, um, too long. <laughs> too long. I have with me Mr. Jason Solomon, the Solomonster. How are you? I'm uh, doing okay. How are you, Cody? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just uh, glad that we was able to to get this going and everything like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely I, before we get started, I just definitely want to say that, uh, you know, for you being the, you know, the one man podcast and, and doing everything like that, it definitely kind of like motivated me to start, you know, my show. So, you know, uh, want to thank you for that before, you know, before I go. No, that's very questions. cool. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, uh, you know, of course, this week we had, you know, the death of uh, Scott Hall. And that wasn't a question I had before all of this and everything. But I just kind of want to ask you first, uh, what is a good Scott Hall memory that you that you have, like a favorite one? Well, I mean, the one that I go to probably the most, uh, I think a lot of people would probably say it, is the night he showed up on Nitro. Yeah, uh, I can remember where I was. I was planted right in front of the tv flipping between both shows that night uh, i think it was memorial day actually and i remember this is pre-social media and everything where you didn't quite know what was going on so you kind of thought well maybe this is is this real like what's what's going on here yeah and there he was you know sounding like razor and looking like razor although he had the jeans on yeah but i look back of course i look back on that now and I mean, what a what a turning point moment that was. Yeah, and it um, if I'm not mistaken, I think didn't WWF getting like getting contact with him, but saying that it's almost like the Razor persona for him doing like the like the way he was talking, and everything like that. Yeah, there was a lawsuit that that came from that. They they said that that likeness is something they owned. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he did his hair and the accent and all that. Yeah, so I always found it a little strange because the diamond stud persona that he had in wcw before he became razor ramon was very similar to razor ramon so right you know was he really ripping off vince or was he kind of ripping <laughs> off his own gimmick from many years ago I don't yeah I, yeah i think it's just the way he was used to it so i can say because i mean he went from like with madison square garden over to like nitro the very next day or so yeah, I was within, uh, wasn't the next day. I think it was about a week later. Oh, my, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that because that last show at the Garden, I think it was like May 19th. And then oh, the okay, week, okay. The week after would have been the 27th or whatever it was. So it was like oh, a week, a week difference. You know, he goes from WWF and then boom, he pops up in WCW. Okay, okay. So when did you first start watching wrestling? Uh, the earliest I can remember, I was probably plopped in front of the TV a little earlier than this, but I, my memories go back to 87. Oh, wow. That's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's <laughs> as far back as my brain will remember. Uh, my first live event was at the end of that year. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time. Long time. <laughs> yeah, long time. So you started doing your podcasting around 2007. So mm-hmm. with that being said, do you believe that the podcasting around that time will be as big as it is today? No, 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 no. I mean, back then, I wasn't the first. I mean, there were others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I was kind of part of that early genre of it as right. far as fan-hosted stuff. Right. I, I don't think a lot of people could have imagined how 
the whole landscape with YouTube and all these different platforms would, would look today. Right. It's kind of crazy the way it's exploded. It hasn't even been a full 20 years yet. And it's, it's pretty crazy to think how different things really are. I was just thinking about this the other day because today, I, I don't know if it was today, but um, when I do my podcast on Sunday, I was going to mention this at the beginning. Actually, yes, it was today, 20 years ago today. Mm-hmm was uh, Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania yes. in Toronto. And I was thinking about 20 years and think of all the things that have changed in those, in those 20 years. And it hasn't even been 20 years since I started the show, but so many things have changed. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's, it kind of blows my mind. So I had no concept of what was coming at the time when I started. Yeah. And I would say, I wish I would have like started it then. I mean, I say this because where, where it is today, of course, but, yeah. um, but it was just like seeing how it just grew all of a sudden, like almost like overnight in everyone, including myself. Cause now everybody's got one. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, everybody's I got really one. Hip crib. <laughs> everybody's got one. Every fan, every wrestler, every wrestler's brother. They all yeah, have podcasts. This is true. <laughs> so most of them run by Conrad Thompson, but that's a different story. That is true. He does. Well, I can't really get at him for that because I have, this is two podcasts I'm doing. So yeah, I, I appreciate the hustle. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know how he finds time for all of that at his full-time job. It's, it's pretty amazing. This is true. Um, so if you didn't have a podcast, would you still be still, you know, invested in wrestling today? I would, I would still be a wrestling fan. Would I be watching some of the shows weekly the way that I do? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would not. And I, it's sad because I wouldn't have said that a few years ago, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like Monday Night Raw and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, uh, I, I can't imagine that I would uh, voluntarily subject myself to that every single week the way yeah. that I do now. I, I think I would pick and choose mm-hmm. when I decide to watch. Uh, but if you're going to do a show and you're going to talk about this stuff, then you have an obligation to watch it, even right. if, you know, the show isn't always very good. Because whether you like it or not, you know, a show like Raw, it is still the the A show for the promotion and that a lot of the key storylines are, you know, they take place on Raw and when they build to their next pay-per-view, you have to be able to follow the stories. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to, I think when when some people do shows, it's pretty easy to pick out the ones who don't actually watch mm-hmm. and pay attention to what's going on. They just sort of they read reviews or they hear things on social media and then they comment on it. Of course. You, you can't do a show like that. You know, true. you're going to do a show and know what's going on. You have to watch. And so I enjoy watching, uh, you know, most of the stuff that I watch and SmackDown mm-hmm. can be very hit or miss. AEW is largely pretty good. I enjoy what I watch there. Yeah. Uh, Raw has the occasional, it's, it's one of these, you know, broken clock is right twice a day type of, type of things but um would i be as invested in it as as you know i used to be or as i am now watching it every week no probably not i understand and i'm gonna be honest with you because i know when i started listening to your show i will also be following along like you know raw wouldn't really watch smackdown as much i would say maybe around the 2016 when they went to smackdown live after the draft when they kind of had that that whole uh show going with you know cena and aj styles and everything so I would get back into watching that. Of course, NXT was every week for me. But then after just due time, it's just slowly but surely, I became one of those fans where it's like, I'll listen to your show just to hear the recap. And if it's really mm-hmm. good, I might just go back to the show. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like that. I, I get 
an increasing number of emails from people who say the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, your show and other shows like yours. I just follow your show to know what's going on. Yeah. And it's on the one hand, it's really cool. I, I think that's a, a pretty neat thing to hear. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, it kind of makes me sad because in a lot of cases, you know, there are fans like me who have been watching for mm-hmm. 15, 20, 25 years yeah. who have just given up because they just you know what what they're being presented with is not appealing to them the way that it used to be of course and you know it, it shouldn't be that way but uh yeah you know you're definitely not the only one who i hear that <laughs> from definitely not yeah and uh so i do, hey, I, I appreciate your hustle still getting it going because you deliver mm-hmm. a great show on sunday for us to you know listen to and and everything like that so i want to ask you this you know, back in the day when, you know, WCW and um, WWF with the rise, with the war going on, you know, mm-hmm. you would, like you mentioned earlier with Scott Hall, you know, you saw him pop up on Nitro, you'll see Alex Luger, then, you know, on WWF, you had X-Pac and even Paul White. So with the rise of AEW today and then with WWE still doing its thing, and we've seen a lot of people from WWE come over to AEW, do you think that WWE has someone that they can get from AEW as a big get, like that can also kind of like match it a little bit from what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think his name is Cody Rhodes, uh, <laughs> and I think it's going to be just a matter of weeks until he shows up. And yeah, I mean the guy he was an EVP in AEW. It doesn't get any bigger than that, you yeah. know. If you get a Cody or a Kenny Omega who comes over, that's a pretty big get. Yeah. Beyond that, I can't say who it would be because I don't see any other big get. Uh, in the immediate future, mm-hmm. uh, but you're going to have people whose contracts come up in a year or two years. You know, they turned a whole storyline around the fact that MJF is already teasing in 2024, right? I don't think he's going anywhere, but right, right. Yeah, you never know with these things. So it was always inevitable that at some point it can't just be one way. Yeah. There's going to be someone or or some people who go from the AEW side to the WWE side, yeah. especially as Tony Khan keeps signing people mm-hmm. and you can only feature so many people at, at one time. Some people are going to end up being very frustrated, I think. Yeah. Is it frustrated enough if, let's say, they used to be in WWE for them to want to go back there? I, I don't know. But inevitably, yeah, you're going to have some names who, who go the other way. I understand. I understand. Now, I also uh, know that you are kind of linked up with house of glory um how did that mm-hmm. um how did that come apart the first show i ever attended and house of glory has been around now for uh for about a decade now and oh, wow. okay um yeah we really it started out of the school and amazing red still trains you know the students there and it was 2018 it was the summer of 2018 and i was invited to attend one of their shows and they were going to be doing like a pre-show panel Okay. And they, I was asked if I wanted to be part of it. And I said, yeah, I think that would be you know, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I took part in that. And, you know, JD from NY is the main play-by-play guy for House of Glory. And so yeah. we were doing some pre-show stuff and that went well. And I was going to sit and watch the show. And somebody who worked, you know, with them at the time said, look, would you like to sit in on commentary for one of the matches tonight? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. It wasn't anything I had really had too much experience doing before. And so it just so happened that the match I sat in to help out and do commentary uh, for was there was an open challenge for the Impact World Title. Austin Aries was defending. He ended up defending against one of the House of Glory uh, names, Ken Broadway, who still uh, wrestles there. Yeah. So I always I I look at that and I laugh because 
at the time, and I used to watch Impact uh, right. each week. As you know, you've been listening to the podcast for a long time. I used to review it every week, and then yeah. it just I ended up falling out of it. Mm-hmm. But I always think it's kind of funny that of all the of all the matches for me to say, oh, that was the first match I ever called. It ends up being an Impact World Title match. So I just I, it just tickles me to to think back on that. But that's really how it got started, and I would you know attend a lot of the monthly shows after that mm-hmm. and it just ended up being a situation where one of the people who was doing their kind of color commentary uh, he ended up moving on and mm-hmm. a spot opened up and here we are and it's four years later and um you know with the pandemic shutting everything down a whole year went by we didn't have any shows yeah so our first show back was in november and we've had a show every month ever ever since and it's a blast and uh things are going really well and i and i um from time to time because i haven't you know because i wanted to get more invested into it of course but from time to time i have watched some shows and from what i've seen i do like and even noticing the names from those shows and then you know how bigger they can get especially a lot of them um you know, crossing over to the bigger promotions, if that is the case sometimes. Oh, it'll be. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I love about it. It's you get to learn more about some of these young guys and these and these young kids who, you know, people outside maybe of the independent scene in the Northeast might not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some cases they might because some of the names work other major indie promotions, yeah. whether it's GCW or Beyond Wrestling or whatever it might be. Uh, so getting to know them more and talking to some of them before the shows and calling their matches. But then, like you said, we brought in some pretty big names. I mean, I've, I've had the chance. Yeah, I've been very fortunate to be able to say that I've called a Rock and Roll Express match. And I called, you know, the Young Bucks last match on the independent scene when they wrestled Private Party. Oh, and, this, yeah. I mean, you know, on and on and on, even in recent months, just called uh, the the Briscoes against, it was supposed to be the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix was still hurt, yeah, but still an incredible main event on that show. And uh, it's a nice mix of name talent who come in to wrestle the local boys, Mm -hmm. uh, but also that young talent that I think one day we're going to see on AEW or WWE. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm gonna ask you a, a non-wrestling question for this one, but um, mm-hmm. just because, like, for myself, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan, so sometimes I have dealt with a lot of losses and, you know, with the team and frustrations. So, mm-hmm. weird question though how how did how did you stay a Mets fan for so long? I, I, just I had to ask. <laughs> well, you see, I enjoy pain, Cody, <laughs> and I'm a masochist. No, um, I, you know, when you asked me that question before. Uh, when did I start watching wrestling? Mm-hmm. My earliest memories of watching baseball go back to that same year. Okay. Uh, okay. 87. I, in fact, I still have a 1980s, I think it's the 1987 Mets mm-hmm. uh, yearbook. Uh, it's here somewhere. About this, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I was younger, you know, Gary Carter was my favorite player. And then it was Daryl Strawberry. And I had the little figurines and everything. So yeah, you know, I've been a fan my whole life. It was a Mets household. I feel like you're either you either grow up in New York in a Yankees household mm-hmm. or a Mets household. And I never had anything against the Yankees. I, I had a Yankee hat at one point that was gifted to me. I didn't burn it or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just always been a Mets fan. So you just kind of I, I, I kind of liken it to being a WWE fan and having to watch Monday Night Raw. You know, you go and sit through all this misery for so many years with the hope that at one point something will change and it'll pay off and then inevitably mm-hmm. lets you down and crushes your soul. And uh, 
that's just kind of the story it's the story of the mets but yeah there's a reason to be optimistic you got to stay positive about the future yeah and i'm that way you know like i said for the miami hurricanes i think this is going to be a good one i really do new coaching staff and everything but you know when you had mentioned about the mess especially when you had brought up um i want to say two years ago about um like the bracket the the 32 brackets are like their most embarrassing moments yes, in Mets. Right. oh yes we've I we've added say, to that since by the way hey it, <laughs> i yeah. just know like i don't i never like i'm not a baseball fan like that but when you had said that i'm like you know what this is the most entertaining thing i've heard about any team for any sport and i'm i was i was like okay you know well sorry. i'm glad that we can be of, of great entertainment to you as the, uh, the non-mets fan here at least we can provide entertainment to somebody right happy about that <laughs> so before i finish up the interview that i have with solid monster i also host another podcast with my wife and it's called random convos with cody and charisma check us out on saturdays and if you did not listen to our last episode this is what you missed because damn near isn't he 40 yeah he's he's what 43 like sir like you like you look. can retire like en- enjoy the the fruits of your labor the fact that you're like, I got more in me, like I'm going to come back. Sir. He's 44. He's turning 45 this year. Sir, sit your ass down. It, it's so crazy because... <laughs> it's so crazy because... Them, them kids must have been running a fucking muck. Right. It, like, now he's like, Daddy, you really here now? Yo, what he's up? like, I hate brother, brother just play in the snow or rain or whatever I think he it's because be playing he... to go to his daughter's dance recital. I- now back to Access Code Podcast. So, I would I wanted to ask, um, what is the best match you've seen in person? Because I know you've been to a lot of shows, manias, everything. What's the best match you've seen? Mm. Best match I've seen in person. First match that comes to mind is actually a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, nice. Uh, that I went to in two thousand nine. It was Glory by Honor Five Night Two. Um, is in the same building as the Hammerstein Ballroom, but I think it may have been upstairs in the um, in the Grand Ballroom. Okay, yeah, the, the where Monday Night Raw started back in '93. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the main event that night was Brian Danielson against Kenta. They had brought Kenta in, and that was an incredible match. And being able to see those two in person, one on one like that, was was a treat. Um, and there was actually another match that night between uh, Nigel McGuinness and, uh, and, and uh, Naomichi Marafuji because they had some Noah, pro wrestling yeah, Noah I, talent I, yeah, on the show. Yeah. So you get those matches on the same night and, you know, Bruno San Martino made an appearance. Yeah. And so that was, I think that Brian, that Brian and Kenta match, if it isn't number one, it, it's pretty high up on the list. You know, I've, I've been to eight WrestleManias from 28 to 35 about eight so yeah there have been some great matches from those as well you know speaking of danielson you know wrestlemania 30 in new orleans that was a lot of fun but that one that's kind of the one that really i think stands out to me i like that i like that and i actually um i also want to credit you on one other thing um i think it's not time to time on sinclair for like for us i think either the cw or fox you know i would catch Ring of Honor. Now, I wasn't too familiar. This is, you know, when I started to realize there's other wrestling outside of WWE. So, you know, I watch it occasionally, but I never really paid attention to it. So I think once I started listening to your show, I started to get more invested in it. And I think I made that a weekly thing. So much so, my wife can actually contest to this. Um, I would watch the three o'clock 
in the morning taping first, just because I I was okay with that on Saturday, but then you know, of course, I go back to sleep. So, but I do have to credit you for let you know. Plus, I even went to a Ring of Honor show, I think, twenty fifteen. So, you know, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, no, no. I mean, those I have a lot of fun memories. I don't think I ever had a bad time going to one of those old Ring of Honor shows from yeah. two thousand six. Yeah, 2006, probably to 2010, like yeah. in that range. This is pre-Sinclair um, is when I was really going to them on a regular basis. And I always had fun. I mean, they could be a little long, but, you know, obviously it's a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. I was always second, third row. You feel like you're right there. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, look how many of them went on to go work for WWE and become WrestleMania headliners. So right, right. we talked about House of Glory a little while ago. It's kind of mm-hmm. a similar thing where you feel like you're watching the stars of tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but they're not, you know, they're not under the constraints of WWE television. So they can go and have these kick-ass 25-minute mm-hmm. just great matches. Right. Um, and you used to find that up and down the car. It was almost exhausting. Like there were so many great matches like that so yeah um no it was great and it's funny you mentioned three o'clock in the morning that used to be me <laughs> occasionally when ecw would come on oh. msg network oh, okay uh, here in new york because they, they used to put that ecw show on super late for obvious reasons right and uh i i wouldn't watch it every week but right. i'd be up late sometimes in 3 a.m it's like oh let's watch some wrestling and i would watch yeah. it and the things i would see uh, would scare the crap out of me. It was like, oh my god, what am I doing here? They did some insane stuff in the original ECW. Understood. So real quick, you know, um, I have a segment, you know, for when I do interviews. It'll be basically how, like, when you do like a buy or sell. But this one, I'll, I'll call for my show that or this. So I'm just gonna go do a series of just like some quick questions and just two different choices. You just well, shouldn't it be this or that? But yeah, I wanted to switch it up, you know. Always got to be different, huh? Yeah, I got to. <laughs> Always got to be difficult, Cody. Always got to be difficult. I'm out of control. <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right. So the first one, WCW or ECW? WCW. WCW. All right. The Winged Eagle or Big O? Winged Eagle. Okay. and I even... As you can. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I know. But I, I love mean, big gold. I would love to have big gold up behind me too, but I got to go winged eagle. Gotcha, you, gotcha. What I grew up on. <laughs> Stone Cold versus Do Love, Over the Edge 98, or Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13? Uh, Stone Cold and Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Okay, it was good, Matt. Both of them were. Both of them were. I'm going to be doing a, a watch along on my YouTube channel next week for it. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got to become a channel member. I'm just going to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The more oppressive title reign, Samoa Joe and Ring of Honor or currently Roman Reigns? Well, I mean, Roman, Roman's doing great work now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job. I think that Samoa Joe's run was more important to the company that he worked for at the time because that title run really helped put Ring of Honor on the map, I think. True. Uh, so it may not have been quite as long and, and not on a grand scale like Romans. So it's hard. I mean, it really depends on how, how do you judge it? You know, which one is more important? Right. The, the Joe run, I think, to the company, to Ring of Honor, was way more important. Roman is the champion, though. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's been built around him and the bloodline for a year and a half now. Yeah. And he's had a lot of great matches. You know, you think of all the guys that he's worked with and all the guys he's he's mowed down 
but I, th- I think I got to go with Joe on this. Just, I think for the significance of, of what it meant to mm-hmm. ring of honor. I like that. I like that. All right. Who will win in the fight between Jim Cornette and uh, Vince Russo? Jim Cornette. <laughs> I had the same answer, but just, you know, you never he'll know. do anything. I mean, he'll use a weapon. He'll use a knife, a gun, a tennis racket. It doesn't matter. It'll, it'll be, it'll be Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Black and gold NXT or the 2002 class of OVW? I uh, will go with uh, black and gold NXT. All right. I like that. That was, I missed those times. I'm not going to lie. Which is worse, 1995 year of WWF or the last five years of Raw? Last five years of Raw. I mean, we're talking one year compared to five. This true. So you're talking one year of crap or or five years of of mostly crap. Right. I'll go with the five years being worse. <laughs> Who is a better actor, John Cena or The Rock? The Rock. Give me that. Give me that. Um, since you were in the building for both of these, or one of them was a building, one was a stadium. Uh, Daniel Bryan's win at WrestleMania 30 or Kofi Kingston's win at 35? Uh, both great, but and I could vouch being in the building. I mean, there were people crying, yeah, uh, especially the Kofi one. Mm-hmm. But the the story and the build up to it and everything, it, it has to be Daniel Bryan, Understood. WrestleMania 30. Understood, understood. All right, so last one for this non wrestling, Seinfeld or Kirby enthusiasm. <laughs> Oh boy. It's like uh, twins. My twins are hanging off the edge of the mountain and I can only save one of them. Which one do I save? It's weird because it's from the mind of the same man. I know, but I mean, but both shows are just, you know. I know. Yeah, no, I know. And and Curb gets away with so much more being on HBO True. in terms of the uh, language and all that. So I love them both. It's, it's hard to choose, but uh, you got to go with the classics. So I will go with Seinfeld. I like that. I like that. All right. So last thing I want to ask before you go with Mania coming up, I know that, you know, you know, cause I, and I can say this because I've listened to your show for many years, you're a big advocate for the 92 Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. but what is your favorite WrestleMania since we got WrestleMania season coming up? <sighs> favorite WrestleMania overall. It's hard to, it's hard to top 17 because I- seven, 17 it just it feels like an epic show you know what mm-hmm. i mean it just there's something about it and to me also uh i guess it depends on where you consider the cutoff to be for the attitude era but that to me was the end it was the, it was the climax of of that attitude era yeah so i would probably say 17 i have some other favorites i mean eight i've always loved eight yeah it's a good show yeah yeah i, I like eight a lot um 10 was actually a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there've been a, there've been a bunch of really, you know, good, good mania shows, but uh, I don't know that I've seen one top to bottom. That's better than 17. Even, even the worst match on that show, the gimmick battle Royal, I thought was entertaining. And you got Bobby Heenan and uh, Gene Okerlund on commentary for it. That was actually supposed to be my first wrestling show in um, last minute plans. My mom just did not want me to miss school on on monday uh, wait in terms of going there or just watching on pay-per-view well to go in there because um because houston's what from oklahoma city give or take six hours maybe um but that was supposed to be the first one but what wound up helping the situation was 
two nights later on Tuesday was my first wrestling show here in Oklahoma City, uh, the first SmackDown, I want to say. So I got okay. to go to that one. So never got to see Austin wrestle. I've seen Hill Austin beat up. I, I've seen John, or excuse me, Jim Ross get beat up plenty of times. So it was probably kicked in the crotch, all that. Yeah. 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 Poor, poor JR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor JR. Poor JR. But yeah, that was supposed to be the first one. But, you know, hey, I, at least I could say that SmackDown and then later on for Raw that same year was good. Yeah. Um, so before you go, uh, if you, you know, if you want to uh, go ahead and plug your socials for everyone to follow you that, you know, that, I know a lot of people that know you, but just in case if they don't, you know. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, the name of the show is Solomon Monster Sounds Off. Uh, I've been doing it every week, every Sunday yes. since 2007. Uh, but there's also a YouTube channel, as you know, that has a ton of bonus content and uh, pay-per-view recaps and things like that. So you can just type in Solomonster Sounds Off on YouTube. It'll come right up. And on Twitter, it's at Solomonster. Is, uh, I think Twitter is the main one I use. Yes, yes. Yeah, and Instagram is the Solomonster. I'm, I'm trying. I'm making an effort to try to do more on there. But uh, yeah, it's, hey, it's all good, you know. Yeah, I'll... there's so many of them. My God. Everyone's like, what about TikTok? I say, look. In my as I as I get older here, you've got to you've got to work with me, okay? I'm still learning how to do uh, Instagram. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> one at a time. Here. So anyway, yes, I like that. Well, for everyone that's listening right now, we'll go ahead and get to the next segment. But thank you to Solid Monster for joining me on this week's episode. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview that I had with Solid Monster as much as I enjoyed having him on my podcast this week. So thank you to Solid Monster once again. And if you are a loyal listener of his podcast, it's also a name that you guys should be pretty familiar with. And that is John Luce Cannon Lopez. So when I let him know that I was going to be interviewing Solid Monster this week, he basically sent me a question for the podcast. And when I thought it was for Solid Monster, I read it and realized it was for me. So this is basically like a mini sound bag. So before I get into two for Tuesday, I'm going to answer this question really quick. So he asked me about because um, this was the anniversary of, you know, the WrestleMania 18 since, you know, last week when I got the question. He wanted to know about my experience of watching it live on pay-per-view for the first time since I've never seen a pay-per-view in real time. So basically, been a wrestling fan since 98 and a lot of those times I will only catch the results of a pay-per-view on WWF.com or on Raw the next night. But there were some times where I really wanted to see the pay-per-view just in, you know, from the start to ending. And what came in clutch was my aunt actually because she had a bootleg pay-per-view channel, which I'm pretty sure that was illegal and I hope I'm not dry snitching on her, but at the same time I don't think she has that channel no more. But anyway, it came in clutch. So I got a few, you know, VHS tapes of some old WWF pay-per-views and was able to watch them that way going forward but on this particular time for wrestlemania 18 my spring break when i was in middle school actually lined up the same week as wrestlemania so of course i was like let me have a wrestlemania party so i had some friends over we watched it and it was incredible this was the same year for what rock and uh rock and hogan i should say big match um possibly well actually it is it's the best match of that night but my favorite match was actually undertaker versus rick flair because of the fact that the storyline when you know Taker was just like yo I want to fight you at WrestleMania and Flair was like nah he's like all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to change your mind so the man just destroys his best friend and his son which honestly was one of my favorite segments Hill Taker was one of my favorite ones plus I was actually 
in the crowd at that Raw where Taker turned heel. So, um, great memories. Also, you know, I had asked Solomonster what was his favorite Scott Hall memory. I actually have one myself, and it was from WrestleMania 18. Scott Hall, to me, took the best stunner I've seen anyone take, to be honest with you. So, uh, that was a great show. Plus, that year was great. I mean, we started the Ruthless Aggression era. We got to see like, John Cena in the beginning, Randy Orton, Batista, and, of course, Brock Lesnar. And the next night on Raw, this man debuted and destroyed Al Snow, Maven, and uh, Spike Dudley. And then 160 days later, he became the undisputed WWE champion. So, great show. I, I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of people say that show's underrated. But to me, great, great show. Um, but let's get into Two for Tuesday. So, if you're a new listener, at least for this week or so, I like to play some songs because I'm, you know, big music lover, especially hip-hop. And since this is a wrestling-themed episode, let's keep it within that. How about we go to one of my favorite wrestling songs? This song, especially for the fact that, you know, what happened to Scott Hall this past week, this is the perfect song. You guys, I don't want to talk no more about it. I'm going to just get into it. This is the Sparks Foundation featuring Bodega Bams, the bad guy. We take you now, ladies and gentlemen, to a Cuban immigrant, an individual who apparently feels as though the streets of America are paved with gold. Here is Razor Ramon. Look at Look at the gold. Look at my clothes. I'm a success. Bad guy, type bad shit. Guy. The, bad the first pay per view I ever seen was Roy Rumble '94. The bad guy, when Bret and Lex jumped over the top up to the bad guy. Lex Luger was hard, but I was never a fan. WrestleMania 10 and 4, bro. I had the motherfucker record that shit on VCR because I had to go to church that day. I keep the blade by my tongue when I'm rapping like this. Big Daddy Cool Diesel ran with the click. The Heartbreak Hotel. Remember Pamela Anderson before she was Lee, before Ted Turner was battling? Vince, I'm from the Vader Time era. When Hitman was a champ, wore black leather with pink letters. The best ever. I guess that's my opinion. First ladder match, belt hanging from the ceiling. I was young, WrestleMania 10. First episode of Raw Saw. I remember when Razor had the Cuban link. Drop top wide, Cadillac custom made. I remember when they still had the blue cage. Listen, Chico, I spit my toothpick at any enemy. Go attitude anti-hero. The best ever, undisputed. It's a continental. Say hello to the back guy, back guy. Fake ass Bill Clinton and WrestleMania 10. IRS the told him to pay his taxes, uh, uh, man. Shout out to my man Todd Pettingill and all that. Mr. Perfect School, bum ass Lex Luger. Then my man Bret Hart took the gold home from Yoko. Yeah, man, I'm from that era. WrestleMania, yes. The Vince man was still commentating. Trash like Takamishi no code. Out of Montoya, aka the man of war. Way before Billy Gunn was a badass. Smoking guns, but I'm being knocked out, bought. The whole crowd stunned. I got my name from Bam Bam. That's Bigelow. Spin around Cicero. Shout out D. Malenko. <laughs> uh. 
Man, I might sound wrong, but Paul Bear was bugging when he dyed his hair blonde. DDP had a hot song, Bubba Ray and Devon. Get the fucking table, make some room for me to eat on. Where's Norman Smiley? Need somebody to scream on. Roll the dice, Morgan, who'd have thought he'd be a phenom? Never fuck with Hogan. He got his whole swag from Billy Graham. Couldn't keep a bitch, fucking thunder lips. Who be juiced at the 450? RIP Eddie Guerrero, I'm out this bitch, nigga, fill me. Wah, bad guy. Yo, for real, Bams was right. Paul Bear was bugging when he decided to dye his hair blind. Like, and that's how I was introduced to him, to be honest with you. But once I kind of realized how his look is really supposed to be, I understood it later on. All right, so for the next one, um, first of all, trying to figure out two songs to play wrestling theme. I had an artist in mind, but it is a lot of wrestling themed artists that likes to, you know, name their tracks after certain wrestlers or certain wrestling events or have them in their lyrics and everything like that. So if you are somebody that pays attention to something like that, as well as I am, what you got West Side Gun. Every time WrestleMania front row, you see him. He has songs called Sensational Sherry, Elizabeth. Rest in Peace, Bobby. A lot of wrestling themed songs. Of course, you see uh, Smoke Dizza. You know, he has the Ringside mixtape series right before Mania. You know, he big wrestling fan. Also listen to his podcast, Personal Party. Really good show. And of course, Wale. I mean, Wale's, you know, theme for, for Big E. And they got to, you know, um, rap the theme in WrestleMania last year. And then just he's always been there of course met vince backstage last year and has a good relationship with triple h so going and so forth so of course i might as well pick the song with all of them together but i'm gonna do the remix because mvp is also on this record so this is the hurt business west side gun wale smoke dizza mvp hey yo bad guy here reminding you fly god is an awesome guy, Chico. Hey yo. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hey yo, I'm on the lid, talking flair. His face all bloody, robe hanging off. Got hit with a chair, wore our best tears to the dance floor. Greg Valentine, lower ties, blew his brains out, ran off the handlebars. Doggy paddle, the vengeance, tremendous. Pushing three door pins. We read up, my dress shot five niggas, smooth as VA and rock the Caesar. Peace almighty, grimy, kid for addition, oh, my mind is federal prison. Guess who ran the day room, don't touch the wrong TV. I watch you run them six and park with my shades on. Niggas getting pleasure when they told tag and vintage guardian. I'm talking old fashioned shooter, got a cold cabin. Flash motherfuckers got the game on Niggas in the box, you won't come home, then another guy lies. It only take a half a second. 
second to establish the hit. Send my lower homie at you, have him stab through your kiff. Got a kilo on my neck, nigga, average a brick. Your bitch face painted on my pants, ravishing Rick. How stylish is this? No hate, no malice is this. Whipping heavy, all these carrots on wrist. Thousand dollar bottle sprays, my whole palette is rich. Menage twice times six, nigga, Paris was lit. I get more twat, more checks than you. I shake the spot. You a vegan, now you a vegetable. I spin the block, all guns blazing. My man got locked, came home, went back. He said it's vacation. Up top shaking, just stuff the back with an eighth wing. West made the tag from the apron. Five star sweets, the bus plays. You do the days in. Get to the money every day spent. And yo, flash motherfuckers got the game on lock. Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots. Lord, please forgive all my niggas in the box. But what come home, then another game lock. Flash motherfuckers got the game on lock. Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots. Lord, please forgive all my niggas in the box. But what come home, then another game lock. I'm doing a lot, most valuable like Hassan Assad. Got a hands with Tyler Hammonds, they'll do the job. On my side, color nine with the windows down. Play whatever hand I get, but never ever show my card. Lay down, niggas ain't thug, don't think we can't tell it. Ring out, you call from the blood, look like you gang rail. Falon popping, fiends copping, that's my young one. A lot of shoppers don't look like rockers because they young bucks. <laughs> okay, you dope with them. I got two pair of Dunkin' phones and I ain't open them yet. A nigga be floating on these vocals, I've been a go with the pen. And they can snub me all they well. We keep revolvers for that, but love is back. I try to keep my dog out the trap. He say he got it with that rock like Kevin Hart and McMahon. It's hard to be great, and honestly, way harder when black. And I feel like Jake Roberts, boy, slime in his bag from first. Stolen whipping 87, thought I caught my first body. 305 drive by, sawed off shotty. Who's serving at the Cuban store? Gage made a mission floor. Only 15, but respects what I was aiming for. Florida DOC, just short of a decade for a cruise ship heist down in Port Everglade. Hell in itself for real, with no chance for appeal. Psychologically scarred, cause some wounds never heal. My man Pedrito, El Marielito, caught stealing his neck. Some things you never forget, no matter how high you get. Did burpees in solitary and pull ups on the yard. I shadow boxes in the blocks to keep the skills hard. I saw charismatic enigmas shut down red machines. Fought zombies from Death Valley and Red Rabbit Wolverine. I played the role of defendant back when I played with triggers. Now I'm only played in video games and action figures. Saving Buffalo kids be leaving bodies in Niagara. Fully auto rip, blood flow like my ass. Somebody throw up the X, cause I'm taking it home. I only rock with red and yellow when it's Patrick Mahomes. And your flash motherfuckers got the game on lock. Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots. The Lord, please forgive all my niggas in the box. But what come home, then another game lock. Flash motherfuckers got the game on lock. Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots. The Lord, please forgive all my niggas in the box. that song makes me really think why did they break up the hurt business for real that was to me the best wrestler faction well let me preface this when they came out it was just i like where they were going with it and it was my favorite faction going at least new um outside of like the new day or something um and they 
they just really took the rug from under them because, I mean, I mean, we have a new Shelton Benjamin. I mean, Cedric, I've been enjoying his work back in Ring of Honor and, and of course, on the Cruiserweight stuff. So to see them actually just being featured on the show was a lot. And then Bobby Lashley becoming WWE champion and, and successfully defending it at last year's WrestleMania and everything. And MVP doing his best mic work since he's been with the company. I don't understand why they broke him up. I'm really upset about that. And can we all agree on something? Can we all agree that MVP's verse on that song was way better than The Rock's verse on that Tech Nine song? It's about drive, it's about power, or whatever he said. Yeah, I mean, I, Rock's one of my favorite personalities and everything like that. Also, I didn't mention this right before I played the record because I decided to splice, splice in that Scott Hall, you know, um, Fly Guy's an Awesome Guy clip. That Ayo, or Hey Yo, or how you want to pronounce it? You know, when you hear from West Side Gun, did come from Scott Hall himself. So rest in peace to Scott Hall for real. Um, but let me get into my closing remarks. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Access Code Pod. Any questions for the show or anything like that, hit me up in my Gmail, Access Code Pod at gmail.com. Um, I would love to say all the names of the podcast apps that my podcast will be on. But how about this? Wherever you decide to listen to your podcast, if you would like to leave a five star review and rating in Apple Podcasts, that would be so much uh helpful for me just because i like to build the show and uh, go into more levels i mean this is the one anniversary show so how about that and also a five-star rating in uh, spotify um hope i didn't forget anything but if you are a new listener or if you are my loyal listener this is what i like to mention at, at the end all my episodes i love you guys i truly do thank you once again it's all about to be on the show this week thank you guys for listening and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week bye fly pod yeah i don't want to do this <laughs> <laughs>